Welcome back to the Keep It Quirky podcast. I'm your host, Katie Quinn, and this is the pod where I talk with fellow creatives and entrepreneurs about food, travel, and the discipline and drive to create. Passion begets passion. So come on with me and let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back. I want to take a quick moment to thank those of you who have left comments on the Apple Podcast Store. I just recently went and looked again and was thrilled to see some new ones. Most recently, Just Janet wrote, Welcome back. I'm so excited for season two. Katie always goes in depth and does so much hands-on research. I absolutely love to see her post a podcast, a YouTube video, something on Instagram and Snapchat. She's being quirky everywhere. Thanks, Katie. Remember to keep it quirky. Just Janet, thank you so much. And you know, I will always be keeping it quirky if there's anything you can count on. And if you all like what you hear, please be like Janet and rate and review this podcast. Thank you so, so, so much. And also, thank you for your feedback on last week's episode with Sam Conniff Allende. Lots of you have said that it's your favorite episode yet, which is huge, um, and that you really dug the unedited chat. So in response to that, I haven't edited this upcoming conversation nearly as much as I would have, and I hope that you dig the candor in our conversation. Now, you may recognize this brand in today's chat, Better Almond Butter, because they sponsored about a dozen episodes of the Keep It Quirky podcast last year, last season. I do want to be clear, though, that this is not a sponsored interview. I'm having Jordan on the show just because I think that he's doing really cool stuff, and I think he's got a great story to share. We recorded this episode when I visited New York City early last September, so... It was very different on the weather front. <laughs> it's really cold right now. And back then in New York, it was freaking hot. So you're going to hear me talk about sweating profusely, which is obviously not an issue at the moment. Also, since we chatted in these few months that have passed, there have been some updates on the Better Almond Butter front. They're really feel good. So I'll share them at the top of the show versus after the interview. So Better Almond Butter is now available in Whole Foods markets in Brooklyn and Chappaqua and they're launching packets into all 100-plus Wegmans stores in May. Okay, so the man making these things happen is Jordan Gaddy. He never went to college, and then he decided to be a musician. Then he went into filmmaking, and that's how I met him years ago. And then... A couple years back, he got into food. So his brand, Better Almond Butter, is making splashes in the food world and is gaining a following. This guy can do anything he sets his mind to. In this conversation, he tells us how he uses storytelling, which is something he sees as a through line in his life and pursuits, how he uses it in his brand and his business. We also open up the bonkers can of worms that is almond butter. I mean, all these terms sprouted, unpasteurized. What does all of this mean? Well, we dive into it and we talk about time as an ingredient. You know, it's so fascinating. I learned so much from talking to Jordan. I can't believe how convoluted such a seemingly simple thing is, but you'll be glad that you know the differences between all these terms when you hear Jordan explain it. Lastly, a major aspect of Better Almond Butter is that they don't use plastic packaging, which is huge. For me, it is anyway. I've been trying really hard this year to get rid of as much single-use plastic in my life, and he goes into the specifics of what that means for his business and why he chooses to do it. 
So let's talk about how and why an almond butter can be better. Let's hear it from a young startup. From the mouth of a driven entrepreneur, here's my chat with Jordan. Should we hop in? Yeah, let's do it. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Katie. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me over to your place. It's awesome. Thank you for having me on your podcast. It's awesome. (laughs) There's so much awesomeness happening. (laughs) So your apartment in New York is, there's so much natural light. It's awesome. An open kitchen. It's also full of boxes. It is. Yeah. It's, um, I would say probably since I made the decision for better or worse to get into the food industry, um, there seems to be never ending stream of boxes coming and going. (laughs) (laughs) And, And why is that? Uh, well, because, um, Boxes seem to be the preferred method of moving things from A to B. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> they're, very, uh, they're very economical. You know, they can, um, you can put things in them. They tend to not break, hopefully. So you do all of the shipping for better almond butter. Currently, in this exact moment, I do. Um, and that will probably not happen for too much longer. And I think that I won't miss it at all. Right. But uh, yeah, in, in this moment, it is me um, taping, wrapping, yes. <laughs> lifting, moving. And it's New York City, so there's always stairs involved. Right. And in weather like this, there's a lot of sweating involved, I imagine. I showed up into Jordan's front door. I was like, pardon the sweat. It was literally <laughs> dripping. And it's like, oh, you look like me. We're almost sweating. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for making me feel comfortable. Exactly. That's, that, was my, that was my goal from the get-go. <laughs> To make you feel comfortable. Okay, so you mentioned getting into the food business for better or for worse. So you were were not originally, you you never set out after school to be in the food business, right? No, not at all. And I, well, I didn't, I didn't, I actually didn't have a school to set out of. Um, No, never, never went to college, graduated high school and had, for better or for worse, (laughs) decided to become a musician. Oh, what? Oh my God. You've had so many different things. Yeah. Yeah. The thingies of Jordan It it is, it's funny because it it is like, you could look at, and and it's funny because there's this thing about resumes where if you have a bunch of different things on your resume, it could look like, oh, well, you're not focused or you don't or you're, you're a bad employee and that's why everyone keeps firing you. And, I, and I've done, I did music, then film, and obviously now in food. And it's all actually been following, um, at least I feel, and for me, there's this, there is this thread that runs through all those things. And it's really about, um, honestly, it's probably storytelling is, is the thing that goes through all of them. Um, and it's funny, I tell the people, you just made a face like storytelling. What the hell? Like, what well, does that I, mean? obviously, storytelling for film, yes, of course, yeah. and that's actually how I met you was yeah. three years ago. You were you were the DP, right, yeah. of of a shoot that I yeah. was doing for IKEA. There was there was IKEA yeah. meatballs. It was I, yes, there were IKEA meatballs involved. <laughs> There's always IKEA meatballs involved. Yeah, I know. all the best things in life. Yeah, involve IKEA meatballs. Yeah, but so okay, I guess I, I didn't realize I I made a face, but but so yeah, music and then. And then better almond butter. How does the food... So, I I think that the the storytelling aspect is, like, if if you look at the jar of... So, the company's called Better Almond Butter. (laughs) Like, jumping nine steps every. That's fine. The company's called Better Almond Butter. Um, If you go to the website, uh, you'll see the jar. And the jar... 
absolutely tells a story. Just the 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 front of it, um, it says things. I mean, the the name Better Almond Butter itself is a statement. Um, you're stating something on the front of your jar um, as people walk by it in a grocery store, and that sort of and and I think there's the more obvious points of storytelling, like the mission and you know the brand story. Like th- those are the obvious storytelling points. But I think in a more sort of subcontextual way, um, anytime you are interacting with a product, um, you know, that product has words on it. It has images on it. It's in a thing and that thing is in a place and there is always going to be, you're, you're having a conversation with that. Like there's communication that goes on. And if, and especially if you look at a a grocery store and you know, everyone always talks about how do you catch someone's eye? Like how do you, you know, people spend an average of like three seconds shopping for each product, which is completely ridiculous. And it's the dumbest statistic in the world. But you taught that people ask, say, like, so like what are you going to do to to um, to catch the eye of the consumer? And the or I should say a conventional wisdom of that is, you know, make really loud packaging. Right. And 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 put everything on the front of it. But it's organic. It's like just just any possible thing you can cram onto the front of a of a product put it on there. Which is what a lot of brands do. Correct. And that has been the conventional sort of understanding or the conventional wisdom. And the story that I wanted to tell was to be the product itself stands out because like the artwork itself stands out because it's this clean, simple one. It's a three word statement on the front of a jar with nothing else. Mm -hmm. And that, and, and, and the, the labels translucent, it's clear. So you can actually see the product, the product itself becomes a part of the branding and, and, and of the packaging and, and of the design. And so again, in that subcontextual way, that is storytelling is, is, and that's how you start a conversation with someone at the shelf level is to say, look at this jar. It's something, it's so different and it's so unique and it stands out. And that, that message resonates down the line through all aspects of it, through the taste, through the texture, through uh, the fact that it's sprouted, the fact that it's unpasteurized, um, just the fact that we use glass jars, the fact that all of our shipping materials are recyclable. It's, it, it is, it is that storytelling and there's that, the um, it's a great film term is uh, continuity. It's it's yeah. there, there, there's great continuity uh, throughout the brand, and, and in fact, you know, in, in good storytelling, there's strong continuity. People have to know what the hell's going on. Yeah, and I see that continuity absolutely in everything that you're describing. And I I want to get more on how you conceived of all this, but first, I want to latch on to what you said about it being sprouted. Yeah, and (laughs) unpasteurized, right? Because these are two key points. And I think that a lot of people listening who might be going, I love almond butter. What makes an almond butter better than the other almond butters? Will you just describe what differentiates your almond butter? Yes. Yeah, yeah, completely. I think that, yeah, that's definitely almond butter seems like this simple, well, it's almond butter. How could it really be that different from any other almond butter? Um, and, and ours is quite fundamentally so, uh, very different. So the thing that most people probably don't know is that all U S grown almonds have to be pasteurized. Um, pasteurization is a process that often involves chemicals, um, but always involves, uh, heat and it's, you're, you're treating the almond, um, in some way. And the process, 
process is always going to um, diminish flavor and it's going to diminish the nutrients of the almond. Why are all almonds pasteurized? Is it a law? It is a law. Okay. Yeah. So, so how did you get around this law? So the, the wonderful thing is, is that this only applies to almonds that are grown in the U.S. And, and it's really about the just the brief history of, and this law has been in effect since 2007. Um, and the really quick history is that Another thing most people probably don't know is that about 90% of the almonds grown in the U.S. are actually exported around the world. What? Yeah, we are. Well, there's only really three major almond growing regions in the world. One is California, um, which they're not native to. It's actually an artificial growing region. Yeah, we brought almond trees here and basically like flooded a valley um, to create uh, it, it, almond orchards. But really, they're they're actually native and they're original to Spain, Italy, kind of like on that uh, that uh, Mediterranean coast right there. And then they do actually they pop up a little bit in the Middle East. Those actually tend to though be bitter almonds which are that's where almond extract comes from and you don't eat those you don't want to eat those they have a much higher concentration of cyanide oh wow Um, yeah so actually there's another really fun interesting fact is that all almonds have really 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 trace amounts of cyanide um none to any effect people oh i heard almonds have cyanide no no they cannot kill it's like you would overdose on water (laughs) sooner than die from cyanide poisoning no like 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 your stomach would rupture before you could eat enough almonds to die from cyanide poisoning so like it's not a thing this is not a concern it's 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 literally like not a thing no like you will you would you would fall asleep well yeah um or you, you know you'd throw up but uh, but in the Middle East, it is a different variety of almond, um, and and they are very careful about not like they don't ever sell those almonds. They don't get mixed into the other almonds. Like, right. This is not they're not like little uh, ninja rogue almonds. <laughs> like, in there. Um, but in any event, so. Uh, again, that pasteurization only applies to the U.S. almonds. And it really is about the fact that, you know, almonds are a cash crop um, and they're a big cash business. And it is um, better for sort of the almond lobby and, and the almond organizations out of California to pasteurize these almonds for global export because they are going to be making long journeys, um, so on and so forth. One of the things, though, that they did when they realized that they wanted to do this, they said, oh, well, like we're, we, 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 people are going to want raw almonds. And if we say they're not raw, people are going to, are, are going to go up in arms. And the, they're really just kind of uh, less than moral answer to this question was, well, we'll just, we'll just lobby um, the FDA that will still allow it to be called these almonds raw. And so that actually is the case that all pasteurized almonds in the U S um, and when I say all pasteurized, I mean all almonds in the U S cause they all have to be pasteurized. They're all still allowed to be labeled raw, even though they're not. What? <laughs> yeah. So when people, you know, you go to your Trader Joe's, you go to your Whole Foods, you go to your health food store and you see raw California almonds, that is never, that doesn't ever exist. That's not real. And the way around that is raw is, it's kind of like, and there's never really been a true authority on raw. Like Gwyneth Paltrow once said, it's 108 degrees Fahrenheit. Gwyneth but, Paltrow, she right, knows. <laughs> right. And therefore we all took, because we all take Gwyneth Paltrow's word as gospel. Right. Um, no, but, but the thing is, there's no, you know, USDA or the FDA do not recognize what is technically considered to be raw. There's no real temperature that says if you heat it above this, it's raw. Now, again, in sort of raw food, 
food communities, people had, there's a few numbers float around. There's 108, there's 112, there's 118. Um, but we can, but, but scientifically enzymes do start cooking off. Um, and it, it is different for every food, but I mean, anytime you heat something past a normal ambient temperature that it would experience in its natural habitat, you, its enzymes are not designed to, to withstand that you're going to cook off enzymes. Um, and so obviously in this case of pasteurization, again, you're either treating the almonds with heat or chemicals, chemicals, obviously then you introduce the, the fact that you're using chemicals. Um, but again, in the case of heat, you're still, um, you know, you're, you're killing off enzymes, you're killing flavor and, uh, and they're still allowed to call them raw. So what we, when we found all this out and this, this is, you know, it's not widely publicized. Why would it be? Why would they, why would everyone, you know, it's not like the almond industry is going to shout this um, from the top of a mountain. Right, but, and of course they're not, but I don't even think that there's been much coverage of this no, 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 from, no. you know, a variety of like food journalists. No, no chance. You know, and so, if, but of course, like if you Google it now, you'll get a bunch of stuff that'll come up. Um, and I encourage you to Google it, <laughs> obviously. I mean, do you feel like, are you one of the first companies, one of the first people really to like bring this up and kind of make it an issue, right? Because to make it an issue, absolutely. Yeah. The way the law works is, again, this only applies to um, almonds that are grown in the U.S. So what we've done um, and what a few company, uh, companies have done in the past, but not really to any kind of meaningful degree, is you can actually import the almonds from Spain, um, from Italy, again, from those that kind of like that Mediterranean area. Um, and those almonds, those countries do not require pasteurization. So you're actually going to get a truly raw, still living, it's still a living food, um, almond that has not been treated in any way. You, you, you need to educate people about this. Like that's the only way um, you're really going to kind of make an impact with with what you're doing. And so that's kind of the, the thing that we've really done for the first time um, is really taken that step to say, hey, this is better. It's, it's 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 better almond butter, and to really explain and educate people why, and to say, and also, I mean, there's there's the other added element that like we're a young startup. We're not tied or affiliated with any kind of big brand. Like no one, um, we're not a subsidiary of anything larger. We make it ourselves. We don't use a co-packer, right? Most food comes out of these big factories called co-packers where you give them your recipe, they make it and they put it in your jar. Right. And it started right here actually in the kitchen where we're sitting in, that's right? right? You might be sitting where there was once some almond oh butter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel so almond fabulous right now. And, but now, now you are a part of Pilot Works. Yes, correct. Yeah, there's there's a really cool uh, nurse startup themselves um, based in Brooklyn. Uh, out of the old Pfizer building, if anyone in Brooklyn is listening, um, people always get nostalgic about that. I remember when the Pfizer building was a bowl, whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's out of the old Pfizer building and they have created, I don't know, maybe 10, 20,000 square feet of uh, commercial kitchen space that they rent to startups by the hour. And it 
has done a lot to really lower the barrier of entry um, to upstarts. And they do, um, you know, they, they have a lot of other resources as well. They have, they have a really cool mentorship program that I've met a lot of really amazing people through, um, you know, and they have, and, and, and they, they, they do well to sort of foster a community um, and food people, they stick together. It's cool. You know, wherever everyone's, I mean, a lot like film people, everyone's just kind of looking to help each other out. Yeah. That community is so important. For sure. So how did you find out about the, I mean, honestly, it to me is, yeah, seems almond. like a can of worms, yeah. almond, factual. Right. Um, you know, in film, you're always doing so much research on anything you're going to shoot and, um, you know, I was doing quite a bit of documentary work and that obviously is 98% research and then 100% pain. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, and 100% passion too. Right, exactly. that's the only... Because there's, there's no one's paying you for that. Yeah. But, um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, I, I think deep diving into things and going down sort of Reddit and Google rabbit holes have, ha, has always been fun. And, you know, I had just been making almond butter because... Um, it is a straightforward enough process um, of how to make it uh, as stands, and it's a lot cheaper, or it was cheaper to make it um, than it was. Now it's, now it's very expensive for me to make it because it's a company that's employees, but back then it was cheap to make. You do have employees. Yes, we do. How yeah, many? Yeah, yeah. We, have, uh, we have two full-time salespeople. One of them also helps manage our social, um, and then there is another... Uh, there's another part-time um, amazing woman who helps with brand development, recipe. Um, she's kind of has a great artistic eye um, and sort of is a good, just sort of helps me because I do all the all the art and all the design for all the stuff. Did you design the yes. labels? Yeah, wow. labels, logo, That's website. So cool. That was like, that was a fun thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that, that was a fun thing. And it's funny, way back when, and we're drumming all over this, way back when, when I talked about that thread between music, film, and... And uh, that that sort of storytelling is like, you know, that I mean, be, being a DP in film is you're sort of designing the frame, you're designing what is being seen on the screen. And so that designing the logo and designing the website and like it, that's all that kind of same like yeah, totally. thread, that same sort of story. Uh, totally. T- the bottle is your frame. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. In terms of conceiving this yeah try to answer this question. yeah like how in order to even begin you need to have this very clear vision yeah. of what you're trying to do which you obviously have at this point did you wake up with a vision this strong or did it evolve no i don't think anyone i mean who knows maybe people do like i i never grew up being like like I didn't grow up on an almond farm. I never i never grew up being like oh man almonds are like the future is in almonds I've definitely always had an entrepreneurial streak. I love the idea of solving problems. I just, I like it. Like it's, it's fun for me. Um, and you know, sometimes it gets me into trouble, but like in, in, in <laughs> <laughs> having a company is on a day to day basis, no matter what your company is, whether you're selling a service or a good or your, or your, whatever it is you're doing, the day-to-day, the little tiny things that build up and, and add up and, and equal sort of what you do is, is you're solving these little problems all, all over the place. Um, and that, for me, I just kind of have a passion for that. The other thing I've also kind of, maybe I was born with it or, or, or I don't know what, but this fuck you to 
glaring, blatant injustices where people are taken advantage of. Mm. Like, it's just not their fault that they, like, it's not people's fault that they don't know about almond pasteurization. Mm -hmm. It's not their fault. It's, it's someone else's and they're taking advantage. They're taking advantage. And like, there's just something principally about that, that, and maybe it's because I'm Mm -hmm. (laughs) anti-authoritarian. It's because I like fighting for principled matters and, and food is a place where that is in desperate, desperate need. And that there are so many, so many problems to address. There are so many problems to face. And you're talking about people's health here. You're talking about shit that people put in their body. You're also talking about the environment. You're talking about how this stuff is grown, how this is processed. You're talking about years, decades of of runaway capitalism, corporate greed, uh, lies and cover-ups, and just, just... blatant misinformation like you're not even it's not even the fact that they're withholding information is that they're deliberately misleading people and in a very principled way I just love saying fuck you to that Mm -hmm. and 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 not just saying it and holding up a sign but like doing some shit about it something about it doing the solution yeah like not just not just yelling about the problem like that's not there's nothing wrong with that like that is important um but that's not my fight my fight is is do the thing do the thing and then have a product that is so good that even people who aren't necessarily into like the social justice or i mean and it goes beyond social justice but you know who maybe like might not get super behind that they can still go oh but this is my favorite almond butter to eat yeah there's the the final line if you go to our website in the mission it basically talks you know it's it's this sort of and i'm totally idealistic and it's 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 kind of this idealistic scribe and then at the very end it says but let us worry about saving the world we just want you to enjoy the almond butter and like and like that is the truth is like is like of course like and 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 again in that same thread of storytelling is like you can't like any good storyteller knows that you know, in, in, in any book that was ever written, the author, there's so much in there for the author, but there's always, like, you just have to keep people entertained. You have to give people who just want kind of a surface experience, you have to make something available to them. And so again, as you say, like, yeah, you don't have to care about saving the world to eat our almond butter. And I did want to make sure, like, I'm not trying to alienate people here. Like, you can enjoy it just because you enjoy it. And like, I, that's wonderful and that's beautiful and that's amazing. And you could be passively, and like you're passively saving the world now, <laughs> like well done. But for the people who do want to align with that message and, and who do want to go a little deeper, that is absolutely right there um, for, for them as well. And so, yeah, I mean, I really don't want to, you know, I, I don't, I accept that not everyone wants to be a part of a fight. And that's, again, that's fine. Like I hold nothing against, nothing against those people whatsoever. And is an element also that you love almond butter? Oh, of course, it's delicious. And that you could I eat, eat it. Every it. Day. Yeah, until exactly. Oh, I so eat you it wanted to times make something that you could consume multiple yeah, times a day. And, and you have to. I mean, you have to, like, it's, or I guess maybe you don't have to, but. I think it's good practice for your first one where you're going to have first cuts always a deep, but you're going to have the most pain in your first company in your first business should be something you love. And I do love, I mean, I was, I, I really do eat it even still 
even still eat it probably at least once a day, um, if not two, in just so many different forms and iterations. <laughs> I, I want you to explain sprouting. Yeah, that's that's a good thing that we should talk about. Because that's like the other element, right? Aside yeah, sure. from the, the unpasteurized, unpasteurized, it's like sprouting yeah. or they are they are sprouted almonds. Yeah, correct. So sprouting is something that has happened and has occurred for centuries, for millennia, since the beginning of time. And in fact, it's something that has always been very prominent in Ayurvedic medicine. Mm. So they will always, if you do any kind of Ayurvedic um, program or clinic or anything like that, um, they will always advocate for, they'll tell you um, to soak uh, your nuts, your seeds, your legumes overnight before you want to use them and eat them the next day. And actually, I mean, and even outside of, of, of Ayurvedic practices, people do, people will soak chickpeas, they will soak beans. Um, and a lot of times your thought is that, oh, I'm softening them. <laughs> Which is completely acceptable. And like you are a little bit, but that's not really why that practice has been passed down. It's because you are breaking down what all nuts, seeds, and legumes have, which is a thing called phytic acid. Okay. And so phytic acid is a completely naturally occurring, think of it as like a defense shell. And it's, and it does two things. What it does is, is it keeps that, uh, it, it keeps the almond, it keeps the bean, it keeps the, 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 the whatever that nut or seed in a form of kind of like stasis until it can find favorable growth conditions. Yeah, okay, that um, makes it, sense. It keeps it kind of like locked, locked down so it doesn't accidentally sprout above ground or right. where it's not supposed to. Yeah. So it, it kind of keeps it in, in a this sort of like lockdown state. Um, it also, because... Usually, if if an almond is above ground, it like just fell from a tree and it's sitting on earth. It's it's sitting above the ground. Um, it's likely to potentially be eaten by something, right. as you know, the a hungry predators. deer. Yes, a rabbit, yeah. a deer. <laughs> a, right. Um, and what that phytic acid also does is it is it is it actually it upsets your stomach oh, and it so and it's it a makes, protection correct from being eaten and from sprouting prematurely. So not only does it make that almond or that nut or that seed more difficult to digest, it also actually blocks your body from absorbing all the nutrients that those almonds, those nuts, those seeds, those legumes have. And so it is completely necessary, it really is, to be soaking and sprouting all of your nuts and your seeds and your legumes before you eat them. The reason why it's not, maybe you're hearing about this for the first time, is because, well, in the case of food manufacturing, sprouting is an added step. Yeah. It's more time. It costs more money. Um, and that is not what food manufacturing has evolved to care about. Food manufacturing has evolved to care about how quickly can we make it, how long can it last, mm -hmm. um, which is really does not prioritize nutritional value at all. It, uh, it, it prioritizes speed. It prioritizes profit. It prioritizes uh, longevity. And that is bad. In fact, I sometimes say this thing that we, the way that our food system has progressed, if I could sum up entirely in one phrase what's wrong with it it's that we have completely we are completely misusing the ingredient of time mm. in our in our food process um, and time time is absolutely an ingredient right time is what fermenting is 
time is what sprouting is. Um, time is what letting your bread, um, you know, naturally rise as opposed to using fact act, fast active yeast, which is causing gluten, uh, in, in, uh sensitivities to, to tons of people. So I think that time is such a key ingredient, um, that we're totally misusing. And what we do at Better Almond Butter is we, we correctly use time. You add the ingredient we add, of time. We add the ingredient of time. Yeah, we soak the almonds in water until they begin to sprout, until that phytic acid has broken down um, and the almond actually begins to sprout. And that, again, it makes it so much easier to digest. Um, but you're, you're getting everything, you're getting all the nutrients. Yeah. You're getting, like, you're actually getting what you're paying for. Yeah. Like, you're, you're getting everything out of it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just there. It's, it's just usually it's, latent. It's it. That, Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love this idea of time as an ingredient because when I think about all of my favorite things to eat, actually, <laughs> like, I mean, sourdough bread, kimchi, like there, yeah, time is, is of the utmost importance. I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate Ooh, okay. because there are environmental issues with almonds. Yeah. Right. So how yeah. do you kind of. Because I am so on board with everything you're saying about yeah. and the difference you're making, and it's amazing. But how do you reconcile the environmental aspect of almonds? Yeah, so this is a great question. And unfortunately, you're not being as much of a devil's advocate as you think you're being. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as clever as I think I am. So the big environmental impact of almonds. Um, water, right? Water. Yeah. And it's in California, right? The almond tree is not native to California. It's been brought here. Right. Okay. So that's at the root of that's yes. That's the environmental issue. So uh-huh. something amazing about Spain and their almond farming. They they actually use a farming practice called dry farming. Um, they use it's something like forty percent less irrigated water in Spain than they do in California. And there's a few reasons why. First and foremost. The almond tree is native to Spain. It's it's adapted to that climate um, over the course of since the first almond tree showed up. Almond trees in Spain are acclimated to the climate, so they use less water, right? And they also almond trees in Spain are not it, 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 almond almonds in California. The reason that they grow them is because it's a cash crop. It's from the very beginning was designed as something to just simply make as much money as possible. So they're going to plant as many almond trees as possible. They are going to pump as much water from, and it comes from Northern California because the almond trees are grown actually in Southern California. They're going to pump and steal as much water from the aquifers in Northern California as possible because they are making shit tons of money. Right. Without regard for what they're doing to the land that they're growing crop on. There's a great documentary actually on Netflix called Rotten and there's a whole episode about almond farms in California that goes over all this in much greater detail. Um, But how we reconcile the environmental aspect of or the environmental negativity of almonds is by understanding that the negative environmental aspect comes from California almonds and that we don't use California almonds. All right. So it sounds like you've gotten a way to get around that really yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's another just wonderful, beautiful thing about um, California almonds. And, you know, just to go down the environmental path a little bit further, which is something that I totally and utterly completely uh, care about. I grew up in somewhat of a rural area. I spent a lot of time out in nature. Um, have 
done amazing road trips across this country that are, you know, basically spend two months camping out in national parks. And I just, I, I love all of it. I, I, you know, never feel as humble in my life as I do when I'm looking at some shit in nature and you're like, wow, yeah. that's absolutely incredible. I'm a tiny human being. Yeah, the, the definition <laughs> of awe. Yes, no, completely. Um, but, and so we always um, only use glass jars ever. There will be no pieces there will be no plastic packaging i mean i can i've loved making that promise from the beginning i'll continue to make that promise and you can you I feel like me, you punch me in yeah. the face if i <laughs> if i ever use plastic packaging but it's i feel it's, like you're ahead of the trend on that and it is becoming a thing in london yeah. pl- plastic straws have been outlawed it. yeah, and it's amazing and it's like why why isn't that happening here right it's such a simple little step that doesn't actually affect anyone's life negatively in completely. any way yeah it's things that things in the world that need to happen, which is like, there's just no reason to ever create another piece of plastic, single use anything ever. We just, we have enough. It's, it's, we've, we just, we don't need any more. When we get uh, a little bit bigger, we'll switch to printed glass jars. So we're not even using labels. Cause I mean, any label is derived from plastic at some point. Um, metal lids. Um, we don't use like a giant seal wrap. We just use like a little safety tab. So you're minimizing plastic there. Um, all of our ship, we don't use any plastic in our shipping, which is really amazing. Cause that, the unfortunate part is that shipping is a little bit slow to catch up to making it affordable and we absolutely take a hit. Um, so all the actual padding itself is all recycled um, material and then the tape is recyclable and the, even the the plastic, it's not actually plastic. They're like, they're the pouches that the, that the label actually slips in um, are, are biodegradable plastic. It's $18. Yes, correct. If you buy from our website, it's $20 on a shelf. You'll okay. see it. Which is higher than the average almond butter sure. jar. It's, it's more expensive than Justin's. Absolutely. Yeah. But so this is what you're paying for. Completely. Everything that you're oh, describing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and it's, I don't even think we've ever said like it's 100% organic. It's also non-GMO. There's no added oils to it. There's nothing. There's, there's no preservatives. There's, there's, there's no, the only thing that's ever added is just one of our flavors is sweet and salty. We add organic USA sourced honey and a little bit of pink Himalayan sea salt. But like in the other two, there's no sugar, there's no salt, there's no oil. There's just, it is as close to the tree as you can get. It's it's the best possible almond butter made in the best possible way. And it is really stinking delicious. Jordan, how do you keep it quirky? Oh, celebrate the little victories. Without a doubt, for sure. That's everything. I mean, if if you, it, it, it's like take any chance you can to celebrate something that probably doesn't actually deserve justification. What, to, so what do you to, mean by celebrate? Celebrated. Take a minute to really like stop, look behind you, realize mm. where you came from. Yeah. Like realize where you were X months ago and where you are now and realize that like, that wasn't, that didn't happen by accident. That didn't happen by luck. Like you did that, right? Like you did that. If there's a moment of small joy to be had, you need to take that. Absolutely. Cause that's really like, that's, that's what it's all like. It's, 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 it's those little tiny moments because you just, you could get from where you are now to, to, to being the most successful, whatever the hell. And if you never, ever stop to like, Again, turn around, see what it is to just keep a quirky. You're gonna, it's it's gonna be like a flash. It's it's gonna, you're never gonna remember any of the sweet moments. You're never gonna, you're never gonna take any of those experiences with you because you've just 
blown by all of them and you just you just rolled one into the next and one of them is one and so you're really about I think keeping it quirky is is stopping to recap your experiences so you can take that with you and it can become a part of you and you can be fatter because of it yeah, yeah? I really love that and that's something that I I personally struggle with it's such a it's such a good reminder Jordan where can people find better almond butter I mean you can go on our website we have um, in New York City we're in places like foragers we're gonna be in union uh, union market obviously the best thing to do is probably to buy online from us uh, shows us the most love we get to ship it to you in um, in our cool recyclable shipping materials um, ooh, out in California we just got into air one markets they're a great great company out there I'd, I'd say for the folks uh, in UK um, we're trying our hardest to, to get to you as soon as possible um, if you are an undying supporter and you really have to see what the fuss is all about um, postage is is, is 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 a bit, but I, I certainly don't discourage anyone from wanting. We'll, we'll ship it to you if you if you want it by all means. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if anyone in the UK has any actually really good ideas for us out there, give us a shout as well. Jordan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks again to Jordan. To check out his almond butter, go to betteralmondbutter.com. This is also the last few days you can sign up for the Keep It Quirky Q Katie newsletter to enter to win three of my favorite cookbooks for free. I'll be choosing a winner January 26th. And by signing up, you'll also get a monthly email from me with highlight of my content and inspirational things I found. Thanks to Funky Brian for this podcast theme song. I'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to keep it quirky. Thank you.